0: I'd like to spend two sessions with you on Luke 7, 36 to really verse 50. This is the first slide of, of three. We may only look at two of them. And what I want to do with you for two sessions is to simply raise the question of how you solve two kinds of problems that you run into in interpreting a a parable or a story like this. So one session will be illustrating how you tackle one kind of problem and the next one would be the other kind of problem. So Father, I pray that as we, as we see a problem that some folks have stumbled over in this passage, you might grant us to understand what's really being said by Jesus so that we can know how it applies to us and can rejoice with this sinful woman in the great forgiveness that she has and share in the great love for Jesus that she has as well. I ask this in Christ's name, amen. So I'm going to read it fairly quickly and go for that one issue this time. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him And he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at table. And behold, a woman of the city, who was a sinner, this is a euphemism probably for a prostitute, as we'll see, when she learned that he was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment, and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. In other words, These are extraordinary um, evidences of affection in her heart, expressions of, of love and affection we don't know why yet, but that's going to come clear. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man, Jesus, were a prophet, so he's only going to give him that much credit, and even not that much, and so not anymore. If he were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered say it teacher and now he tells them this this parable here in verses 41 to 48 a certain money lender had two debtors one owed him 500 denarii and the other owed him 50 so 10 times as much debt and you can see what this is going to shape up to be simon is going to be here in the one who owes uh, the 50 and she's going to be the one who owes the 500 because jesus is talking about their their subjective sense of their own debt when they could not pay he canceled the debt of both glory now which of them will love him more And Simon answered, the one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said, you have judged rightly. Then, turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, so he's still talking to Simon, he's looking at the woman, and so Simon can perhaps begin to feel the vice close on him. Do you see this woman? I entered your house, and you gave me no water? for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she has, from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment, so one Two, three ways that Simon, the guest, I mean the host, did not show any special affection for Jesus. And here's this sinner woman who has gone way beyond what even he didn't do in her three ways of showing her love and affection for him. And then he comes here to This verse, and this is the one that I am so concerned about. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For, therefore, for. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many. Therefore, wherefore? Well, because of what I see here these three extraordinary acts of, of love. Therefore, I tell you, her sins are forgiven because, well, because in what sense? Because she loved much. Her sins are forgiven because she loved much, for she loved much. Now, over the years, people have looked at this and they have drawn the conclusion well, it looks as though Jesus is making her her much love, which is, she wet my feet with her tears, she wiped them with her hair, she um, has not ceased to kiss my feet, she took this expensive ointment and put it um, on my... Uh, where does it say she anointed my feet with ointment because she did all of that because she loved much therefore her sins are forgiven and the forgiveness is, is uh, the result of these acts of love so the love becomes the, the basis or the ground or the cause of Of the forgiveness because that's what for means right that's what therefore means now that's a problem because if if our forgiveness of sins is based upon our performances of love then we have a major issue with Christ himself and his blood and righteousness being the final and once-for-all basis of our forgiveness. So how do we solve a problem like this? And I want to just point out um, three things. And the first is to notice that for here, this, this word for can support in more than one way. Let me give you an illustration. If I said um, the house exploded... Four uh, the dynamite um, accidentally went off. So everybody can tell that this four here is, is the cause of the explosion. And that's what people are saying down here. This for here is giving the cause. She loved much, and that's the cause of why why she was forgiven. But there's another way for is used. For example, what if I say the house exploded for I saw it with my own eyes? Now, what kind of for is that? That's not a four of cause, that's a four of evidence. I saw th- the house exploded. For I saw it with my own eyes. And I'm showing you evidence for how you can know the house exploded. Or I can say the house exploded for the dynamite accidentally went off. And there I'm giving a cause. So four can have a, a causal sense as it supports. Or it can have an evidential sense as it supports. Now, that would mean if you chose four, I saw it with my own eyes. As the evidential meaning for four down here, it would be her sins, which are many, are forgiven. And there is so much evidence that you can see right here in the fact that she loved much. So all these things that she did did not cause Jesus to forgive her, but gave evidence that she was already forgiven. Now, which is true? And the second thing to notice is that right here in the immediate context, you have this next statement, but he who is forgiven little loves little. Now, there's the the parallel with who's forgiven much loves much. And you can't turn this one around. This is the forgiveness of little is clearly the reason why and the cause of loving little. And so if you replace little with much here, she's forgiven much loves much. She who is forgiven much loves much. So the forgiveness precedes and enables the... um the love. And so right there in the context, we know the way Jesus is thinking. And then the same thing is shown back up here. If we just go back and remind ourselves how he set it up, a certain moneylender had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and the other 50 when they could not pay. He canceled the debt of both. He canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? And the love him more is the result of, not the cause of, the cancellation of the debt. So now we've seen, first, that for here can mean two different things. It can mean that this love that she has is an evidence of, of her being forgiven by Jesus. We have an immediate context Of the parallel but he who is forgiven little therefore as a result loves little which would show that she is forgiven much and therefore as a result she loves much not the other way around as though the love caused the forgiveness and we know that's the way he set it up in the first place and so we we draw the glorious conclusion from this that Christ cancels sins as a way of awakening love in our heart, not the other way around.